0: Welcome to this episode of What is Life. I think you'll find it's a little bit different to the other episodes. Um, You may have seen a previous conversation I had with Daniel Schmachtenberger. I hope I've pronounced that wonderful name correctly. um, In which Daniel mentioned a number of times the work of Forrest Landry um, and offered to connect me with Forrest, which he very kindly did. Uh, turned out I'd actually met Forrest, I'd forgotten. Uh, met him briefly when I was in America to give my talk at TEDx Berkeley. Uh, so we were reconnecting, although we hardly um, spoke much when we did meet. Um, this time we had the chance to really talk. Uh, so it's unlike other episodes in that my intention coming into this was very much to ask Forrest to explain his metaphysical ideas, which I'm. Um, I've been wrestling with to try and understand. So settle back; it's a different sort of journey, um, and uh, see what you make of it. Um,
1: I, I I'm I'm super glad to meet you. Um, I have uh, I have all sorts of questions. I have actually been exploring your work uh, since since you uh, basically gave me your website link, basically. Um, And and I'm still exploring. I'm hoping that uh, at some point you'll uh, maybe I I could get a copy of your book. I haven't quite ordered it yet, but um,
0: I'd be delighted to send you one, Forrest.
1: Great. Well, that would be awesome. Um, And uh, so I I can I can just sort of read off uh, some of the questions I've I've been thinking about uh, in relation to yours. So this to maybe create a kind of um, uh, context, I guess. does that sound good? Or how, how do you want to conduct this?
0: Fantastic. Yes, I was going to do exactly the same for you, but let's do it that way around. That would be
1: wonderful. Awesome. Well, um, I really like a lot your work, a lot of stuff you're doing in your work. Like, um, you know, you're, you're asking some really good questions. Like what is the relation between science and spirituality? Uh, I think also in terms of other topics like uh, technology and religion. Um, so a lot of, uh, there's a lot of connection between our work uh, just in that in itself. I mean, that's that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a beautiful beginning. Um, I think in terms of the relationship between man, machine, and nature, sometimes in connection to this, um, I love that you are asking, how can a deep understanding of the theory of evolution help us to understand the human condition? This is like really deep reflection. And I, uh, I'm i just thrilled to see you know how that can give us insights into our own psyche, into our biases, uh, help us solve world-class problems that are particularly chronic and complex, uh, that are social and things like that um why are more people altruistic than in previous centuries and how can we help people to care for others in distant places and animals and things like that so you know this connects to uh, a lot of things i'm thinking about in terms of uh, scales of altruism and uh, how that informs good choices uh with science and technology in particular since that's such a defining feature um another question that you did you think on clearly uh, how do we encourage more people to make this altruistic transition you know to go from Uh, self-realization to uh, world realization to, you know, world actualization. Um, These, again, connected to deep uh, perennial themes, and I'm I'm like super thrilled and supportive of that. Um, How can we move our Western culture from celebrating tribal jealous gods, narcissistic leadership and such to more likely embrace uh, actually enabling peace? Uh, to loving leadership, to narrative forms. I mean, these are the kinds of directions. That I actually have like a whole list of these. Do you want me to keep going?
0: <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. I, and and so, all right. So, I'm 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 the you named them
1: so beautifully. Um, well, I'm uh, i actually I've I've got a few more. i if, if, I'd love to keep going if you wish. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, keep going. Keep
1: going. Okay. Um, uh, how can we all mutually assist uh, a more balanced altruism? Um, operating in a way to feel our connections, you know, the real sense of unity in the universe, uh, in, in, a in a natural and ongoing way. Um, I especially liked your notion of individuality, uh, and the concept of the deep awake state. This is like really cool. And, um, uh, again, I'm, I'm just celebrating that you are, uh, you're clearly bringing that to the world and that's, that's, that's intensely, I, I think it's meaningful and important. Um, you ask, uh, you know what are the means by which we can enable individual people to awaken to this unity, to see the value of the global commons, to experience, uh, you know, how they make choices in a more consistent uh, connection to this oneness with this uh, beautiful universe, and 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 just knowing that life is good, that it's that it's intensely beautiful and meaningful. Um, what's the best way to help people explore questions like what is the meaning of life? Uh, you know that uh, you noted as contributing to soul formation. I, that that's a term I. I'm still learning a little more what you mean by that but um, I at least see it as helping people discover their true basis of choice um, as part of the process of enabling all beings in this world to find themselves in a more gentle harmony um, you know it's just it's in support of, of, of individual and global fulfillment in other words you connect those two things like the notion of the individual is is is, is actually I think that's just a great notion um, I liked your notions of uh, complementary conjugate perspectives uh, that, you know, we we can, like you name this notion of the paralogical, you go into the both end, you, uh, you explore um, thinking as the basis of imagination or feeling as the basis of imagination, how that can solve problems. Uh, and again, maybe I'm reading into your work in ways that are, uh, you know, again, I'm reading it with my own perspective. And so I just see that there's 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 a lot of stuff that uh, that you're doing that 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 also fulfills uh, some of my hopes and dreams. Um, I celebrate your deeper connection to and reconsideration of the relationship between um, personal spiritual values, um, the notions of collective re- and and connecting that to the notions of religious values, uh, perennial spiritual philosophies, um, and, ampl- and and how we think about these in connection to, Technology, uh, you know, the 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 way in which uh, social process has gone. So, um, you know, like like the way Facebook and 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 Twitter and Amazon and you know all of these uh, companies, uh, how they you know basically are influencing our world in powerful ways, and that we need to understand some of these deeper uh, philosophies so that we can balance out the effects of that. Um, how we can think about Western governance in a more general way. Um, and again, these are some of the ways in which I'm I'm trying to show that there's a connection between what you're doing and, and, and at least some of the things I'm reflecting on. Um, you're correct to point out that some of the misplaced separations have caused real problems uh, and that this global depression, anxiety and narcissism um, and, and just nihilism just flat out like the notion that life is meaningless is just, it's a mistake. It's like it's just, it's just misunderstanding the reality of the, of the world. Um, Another thing, I I especially love to see your uh, June 16 video where you, you, you courageously remarked as to, um, your own personal explorations and, you know, that opens the door for some of these conversations. I don't think I could be here today unless you had, um, come to those understandings and, and met with Daniel and, and he basically, uh, you know, he conveyed so much of what I'm thinking in such excellence, um, you know, with, with, with such clarity and insight, uh, um, so as to further, you know, increase these perspectives, I mean, it's, 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 it's opened the door for this conversation. So um, these are some of the things that, that, that I think are, are, are part of the picture. And, um, you know, I could go on, I actually, uh, you know, I, there's, there's a part where you, you're, you're, you're showing what your, uh, your sort of educational uh, perspective is. And there's some places where it feels a little woo to me. But I think that, um, you know, again, coming from my perspective, there's a way in which I feel like I can support. An understanding of that, um, and uh, you know, maybe there's. I, I think, like I said, the, the thing that, that that really feels like it's opened the door for you and me is 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 again just the, just the courageousness of that willingness on your part to say, "Wow, you know, I've written all this stuff and I've done all these things and I've realized that you know I've made some assumptions and and it's actually really tricky, right? The points that you're that that you've noticed that there's that there's a kind of assumption behind idealism." as a philosophy um, that is just as pernicious as the concepts behind realism as a philosophy, and then neither one of them get us to a really deep examination of of what you're recognizing as the perennial philosophy. And so, um, you know, it's actually a little ironic in a way because this is, um, this also has been my observation, but it's been an observation that I experienced uh, some 30 years ago. So a lot of my work has been, you know, all of the things that have come from a really deep exploration of that. And unfortunately, um, you know, that, that, you know, again, because of the subtlety of, of some of these issues, you, you, I mean, you've experienced firsthand just how, uh, how, how, how nuanced these things can be and how, how difficult it would be and, and how unlikely it would be for someone to come back and reconsider uh, as you have, as you actually have. And and then to do so publicly, and then to basically say, you know, I'm human too, and I'm connected to the to the universe. I'm connected to the totality of the subjective and the objective. And that that you know, I'm really trying to come into a, a balanced conception that includes both of these. And that's gorgeous. I mean, I just again I'm 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 super thrilled to be having this conversation with you. Um
0: so, so Forrest, I'm I'm humbled because I mean it's just beautiful. I mean, I just feel like wow, you really you really have taken in a huge amount. Uh, of what I do Um we you know it'd be, it'd be lovely if we have time to return to some of the woo things and see where I stand on them and what what they are and the idea of soul formation what that really means but before you any more of that on what I've been exploring I would um, love it if you could now do the same thing from what you've been exploring and where you think that you know where your interest and passion and, and, and insight has taken you that you can pick up on those
1: themes. Well, that's vast topic. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I,
0: I, I do understand that, but I, just at like the a beginning, gotten, an introduction to.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, my my work sort of start. I I, I really felt the connection between, um, I guess, sort of this inner perspective, like this this uh, this this sort of nuanced, uh, intuitive perspective, and and I grew up as a as a woodworker. I grew up, um, you know, as a, as an apprentice to my dad and. And I learned a kind of mastery of craft, right, to 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 work with one's hands and to to make things. And, and so you know, science and technology was literally part of my day to day experience. And and at the same time, I had this this deep and abiding interest in in uh, what now might be called somewhat more woo or religious or spiritual topics. Um, in any case, I I really felt that there was. Um, a connection between these. Like, I, I wanted to be able to understand the inside world of my own psyche with the same level of clarity and detail and precision as which I could understand uh, mathematics or computer science or um, you know any of these areas of physics. So I studied deeply uh, many many areas of physics, and I studied deeply many many areas of spirituality and and, and religious perspectives and philosophy. And so, in effect, you know, my work has been. Uh, really an inquiry into the nature of the relationship between the deep subjective and the deep objective. Right. And so in that sense, I looked at it very much as being about that relationship. And Daniel commented on my work. I mean, in fact, uh, a lot of what he was talking about are insights that have come from this. And, um, you know, he and I have been in conversation for a number of years now, and he's really taken on and embodied a lot of these things uh, so much that it's become part of his unconscious just recognition of the world. Um, and so, you know, it, like I said, he, he rendered that beautifully and, and uh, you know, a lot of people are now celebrating these concepts and these insights, which is, which is a wonderful thing, and I'm really glad to see that. Um, so, in effect, uh, when, we, when we're looking at, you know, what is it that I've explored, it's the relationship between the subjective and the objective and the intrinsic nature of that relationship. So, so that's like the core of the work.
0: So, so would you be able to um, take me through, in your words, the things that Daniel was exploring um in my conversation with him as a well as a there's there's, there's several
1: question. things i mean there's there's a lot so for instance he yes. mentioned um something and again these are these are very technical things so for instance yep. he talked about the uh, incommensuration theorem which talks about the relationship between uh physics uh two bodies of physics knowledge so quantum mechanics and general relativity they're very deep understandings of the world and and, and well-validated theories and so you know what is the the way in which we understand the relationship between these theories so i've explored mm-hmm. that um what is the relationship between physics and mathematics that comes out in things like, um, uh, there's, there's a deep proof uh, that mathematics can't be both complete and consistent. So this, this is, this is part of that, uh, that connection. Uh, there's this thing called the bell theorem, which talks about how do we understand the nature of reality at all? What are the limits of our knowledge? So he went into that, uh, in, as, as kind of like, uh, the area where he cited my work explicitly. Um, but, but the other areas that, that I think that are important are, um, you know, again, about the relationship between the subject and the objective, and that we can't have either a realist perspective or an idealist perspective, and really get to understanding that relationship well.
0: Go for, go for, go for that. That's that's the area I, I'd most like to focus on. Um, is what you where, what you're exploring
1: there? So, um, I, I this is somewhat abstract, but the but the idea is is that there's there's kind of three modalities of perception, or there's three kinds of ways in which we can conceive of the concept of perception and it's not just perception it's also like i said interaction or expression so when we're making a choice it's like a movement from the subjective towards the objective or when we're looking at perception it's a movement from the objective towards the subjective so we're really considering the movement and so you know he mentioned the concepts of of um, perceiver which is the subjective, perceived, which is the objective, and perceiving, which is this movement, it's the action, it's the process, it's the dynamic. So in effect, the, 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 a lot of what I'm uh, f- focusing on exploring is the, is the nature of that dynamic, the nature of that movement, the intrinsics of that. So for example, um, we can make the observation that uh, the relationship uh, perceiver, perceived, and perceiving, taking together are uh, distinct concepts that they are—they are each unique. That the subjective is not the objective, and that neither one of these is the relationship. The relationship is something else. It's something more than that. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, in effect, we can we can make observations that there are these sort of triples that form. The relationship between perceiver, perceive, and perceiving is taken together as a unity, even though we can understand these things individu- individually. So, um, Daniel connected this, I think, rightly to. Uh, concepts that have been part of the perennial tradition for a really long time like the Hindu mysticism and the um, the ways in which some philosophers have have really embodied this um, uh, wasn't mentioned but uh, I think is also important is um, uh, James uh, Charles Sanders Peirce who who's done work in this space as well um,
0: I, I, I laugh just because I've just spent the last three days completely immersed in Charles Sanders
1: <laughs> oh he did an enormous <laughs> amount of work in fact he has uh his work spans uh, a huge number of disciplines. Uh, Isn't he has... extraordinary? Extraordinary man. Yeah. Isn't just it? absolutely really? extraordinary. He,
0: Isn't
1: he? He created like, I, I think there's like something like a hundred thousand pages of his essays and works, only Isn't a tiny it? fraction of which has been published.
0: Oh my God. I didn't um, know Zach that.
1: introduced me to him. Uh, Zach Stein has been a, a close collaborator and friend and, and has really helped me with this project called ephemeral group process. And I found that, uh, you know, as I explored uh, uh, Purse's work, and I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm, I'm yeah,
0: not I know. Right. I, I I'm the same. I look at it yeah. also. I want to say Pierce, but of course it is pronounced. Everyone un- tells me I'm
1: doing it Pierce. wrong. Right? So why, <laughs> why has it
0: got to be? You know why? Why? But anyway, yes, I have exactly the same issue.
1: <laughs> well, nonetheless, uh, he he did, uh, you know, like I said, contributed to a number of fields, but in particular, he explored the. Uh, the notion of the relationship between the subjective and the objective. And he did it in a sense of what I think of as axiom axiom one, that the relationship is more fundamental than the things related. And this is on one hand, an obvious concept, but another one, a very counterintuitive one.
0: Okay, so let, I'll just, let me just get that clear. So you, the the relationship is more fundamental than the things related. That's correct. I really like that.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, this is this is what Daniel was getting at. So he was he was attempting to convey the the, the sort of meaningfulness of this. OK, let me just stop a
0: second. Um, you, I'm, I'm, if you don't mind, I'll occasionally I'll just jump in and just ask you to clarify something. What do you mean? I mean, I'm not being funny here, but when you say it's more fundamental, mm-hmm. what what does that word mean in that in that context?
1: Ah, that's a great question. It's not easy to put in a language. Um, so there's there's there, okay i need to back up a little bit so there's okay. theory and there's practice right yep and from the theory perspective theory and practice are the same and from the practice perspective theory and practice are different
0: yeah okay so axiom
1: one is about theory right and uh-huh. and so it affects it's 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 going to conceive of the world in terms of theory and theory uh, like particularly in mathematics has a sort of narrative progression mm-hmm. um and so in effect you have like uh think of of uh, the, the axioms of, of, of geometry, for example. So there's yep. these five sort of postulates. And then from those, you can derive uh, all of the these wonderful relationships involving triangles and so on. Yep. And in effect, the postulates are taken as being more fundamental than the theorems that are created out of that sort of use yep. of those tools, so the tools yep. being the compass and the straight edge. And so in effect, I'm using the word more fundamental in the same sort of way. I'm basically uh, okay. saying that the concept of relationship is more basic as a concept yes. than any conceptual notion of thingness.
0: So so does this relate? So something which is um, very central to the way that I'm now seeing things.
1: Yes, correct. That's why be, I'm saying this is an awesome to connect with you. This
0: yeah, time. would be exactly, would be that the, that the phrase that I have at the moment, which is works for me is like, is, is a movement from it's all one to it's the one in relationship with itself. And it's the relationship, which is reality or which is which is everything
1: yes i mean again you know i i i've had a lot more time to explore this so i've 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 come to some nuanced perspective so my perspective may seem like i'm being pedantic or that no 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 i'm I'm happy for you to be
0: pedantic that's just precision Forrest. Um,
1: well the 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 precision sort of would would encourage us to think that 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 even in the notion of this oneness there is a triple right so for instance we have a domain we have a container and we have this notion of things like uh you know elements or or objects in that container and then they have relationships with one another and so i'm basically saying that the notion of container the notion of thingness and the notion of relationship themselves are a those concepts are distinct inseparable unchangeable and they form a whole right That, that, that the notion of universe can't be conceived of separately from the notion of of uh you know like this this there's stuff and there's relationships between stuff so we have the notion of unit, the notion of wholeness and we have the notion of the relationship between the units composing the wholeness yep and even the relationship between the units and the wholeness themselves as a more abstract concept.
0: but you're saying the relationship is is more fundamental than the the things that are relating
1: Yes yeah I'm saying that at a theoretical level I'm saying yeah that it's and inherent I, I, I couldn get that of thinking itself like it's like that 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 we we cannot even engage in the action of thinking of a conception in any way possible at all that the process itself is a relationship is expressive of relationships yeah so it's it's in, in doing that it goes beyond just hey these are concepts and we're noticing the nature of the relationship between concepts but insofar as the process of thinking is a process yep it is expressive of an ontology so in other words, that the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the nature of fundamental isn't fundamental just in theory, it's actually fundamental also in practice. Okay. So in a sense, the axiom one now extends beyond itself. Um, and, 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 and again, this is, these are very tricky concepts. They're not easy to understand. But, but essentially, you know, when we go back to Descartes, for example, and he said something like, I think, therefore I am, right? You can kind of uh, look at that and you can say, okay, well, thinking as a process is the basis for being as a process. So in that sense, he's regarding that there's an inherent connection between thinking and being, that these two processes are intrinsically the same process, that the notion of process encompasses both of them. And so in effect, the thinking as a sort of theoretical construct becomes directly entangled with process of being as an embodied one, and that I can no longer regard those as separate. I have to think about the relationship between them as a kind of identity relationship.
0: Okay, I'm not sure I've got that. And I'm not sure if, if, I, I see Descartes in that way, but let's not get bogged down in that. I wanna keep with you. I'll leave <laughs> Descartes for another time. We can argue about what Descartes meant, but um, I, I really wanna keep with you. So, okay, so I've got this idea that there's the the triplet, the uh-huh. the, 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 the of the scene and the seeing, all of uh-huh. that. Um, I definitely see the resonance with that with the perennial traditions yes. and all that's been written there. And I see that you're saying, look, it's the relationship which is fundamental, and I really resonate with that. Okay, take me from there.
1: So, um, in this sort of way, so at this point, we've we've now observed that there's this 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 this, this, this association between these concepts, and that and that became sort of uh, embodied in the notion of what I call axiom three: that these that these concepts, although they are distinct concepts, they are inseparable, right? That that I can't really conceive of relationship as a thing. Do we itself. have
0: axiom two or do we not need that? Did we haven't gotten there yet. Okay, right, fine. Okay, that's fine. I just want to make sure I haven't missed it. Okay. Uh, right.
1: Well, that one's the most subtle. And so I'm, I'm kind okay, of trying so to build can we up come to back it a little that. bit. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> well, I've, 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 <laughs> I've actually passed through it once, although it hasn't been noticed yet. Okay, all right. This is this is one of those things. It's like these are these are very delicate, but but at the same time, exquisitely strong concepts. So okay. um, when when we look at the Uh, the the notion that these concepts are distinct but they are also inseparable and they have their own nature they have their own distinctness inseparable and they're not interchangeable so i can't just replace one with another so i can't use the concept of thingness in place of the concept of relationship and i can't use the concept of totality in place of the concept of thingness or of relationship that they are they each have their own deep nature and that their nature is something which is is, is intrinsic in a way that goes beyond uh, conceptual understanding. And so that's, that's one sort of observation, right? We're, we're noticing this, right? And then, and then we go into this axiom one relationship, where we're starting to notice that, that, that one of these concepts, the notion of relationship, is, is inherently deeper, is inherently more fundamental than the things that it's relating, right? That the, that the notion of content and context, for example, that the relationship between content and context is neither an element of the content nor directly isomorphic, i.e. the same as the notion of context. Mm -hmm. I can't include the notion of the relationship between content and context as either being content or context. In other words, it has to be three, right? And that that relationship is the very basis by which we even know what content and context means as concepts. That the relationship between the zero and the one, uh, truth and falsity, are that the relationship concept is neither the concept of truth nor the concept of falsity. So, in effect, the notion of relationship transforms, but also transcends the notion of truth and falsity. Woo.
0: Okay. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Right. So, uh, yeah. so we're, Karen. We're describing truly primal things. I mean, just like. Like exquisitely primal things. So, so in effect, what we're what we're saying here is this: Okay, we're we're going to observe this in this notion of axiom one. We're gonna we're gonna see that there is a uh, a, a depth to the notion of relationship, the notion of interaction, a notion of communication or of connection or of of all of these things that in science would show up as things like measurement and observation. Um, you know, the, the the notion of signaling itself, or even deeper, comparison that these are all essentially analogs of one another that there's this thing I, in the book it's called um, uh, the root tautology right that that there's a that there's essentially a, a deep sameness of the notion of relationship as it shows up in all of these different ways and that by understanding that
0: okay so can... so uh, so i want to just make sure i've got this right so what you're doing here is you're homing in on what is the commonality of in all relationships is that is that yes, what you're doing
1: that's right, right. cuz that's okay. that's the nature of it right mm. And so, so so, we observe this in this phenomenon called axiom one, right, which, again, I'll get into the abstractions maybe later, but the, but the okay. point is, is that we're now starting to make observations about the nature of relationship. It's not only got this sort of threeness nature and that these three qualities emerge in it, but also that uh, it's very fundamental, it's very primal, almost beyond our capacity to even conceive of what the notion of primacy even means. So... Um, and, and, and that becomes, you know, again, an observation, right? We now call that something, and I call it axiom one. Um, and, and, you know, on one hand, like I said, people can treat this as, as on one hand, blindingly obvious, but on the other hand, deeply counterintuitive, because it's effectively saying that, say, like I have a table, and I have a salt shaker and a pepper shaker on the table. I'm basically saying that the relationship between the salt shaker and the pepper shaker is more basic than the being of the salt shaker and the pepper shaker. And at a common sense level, that's just ridiculous. I mean, the salt shaker and the pepper shaker are independent of one another. They're independent objects. If I take one away, the other's still there, and so on. But at a at a level of, say, particle physics, or you know, uh, I hate to say quantum mechanics in context because that takes us directly back to woo. But the point is, is that <laughs> um, you know, we we end up with this notion that I can't know that something is there unless I have at least the potentiality of interacting with it. Yeah. I mean, so, so, so in effect, the that very notion of existence with... itself is grounded in this relational, interactive observ- yes. observation objectivity paradigm.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and again, that's a subtle point. I think Daniel alluded to it uh, in, in the video that the notion of to be, to be real, to exist, and to be objective are actually themselves concepts in these kinds of things, they are distinct inseparable, non interchangeable concepts, they make distinct claims, to say that something is real, is to actually make a different philosophical claim than to say that something exists, Mm -hmm. or to say that it is objective. And so you could kind of think of my work as being like, a really deep examination of these concepts, like really looking at, you know, how do these concepts form? And how do they have relationship to one another? And what is it that this teaches us about ourselves and about the universe?
0: And so, so two things are coming up for me one is I, I i i'm really intrigued by this idea of the commonality in relationship mm-hmm. and also what that when you've said what this can show us uh, to really grasp the import of it like what so what is it you're you've actually you're noticed, trying to
1: find? yeah you, you've noticed some of these things so for instance like uh i, I saw in one of your Uh, Again, I'm just looking at outlines because that's all that that was on the website. But uh, at one point, you basically talk about the reality of time, right? And so um, one of the things that has come out of this work is the sort of just, again, the general observation that there are really six kind of metrics. There's you know, pattern, and we talk about that in terms of this concept called mass. There's space, which is kind of the container in which we understand what pattern is. It's like the holding of that notion. Um, There's time and force right how much we can push on one another the notion of interactiveness itself involves a flow a a kind of exchange of energy or an exchange of of, of pressure so to speak Um, so there's time and there's force and then finally there's possibility and probability or probability in possibility so in other words possibility is what can happen if i'm tossing a dice uh there's six sides that it'll land on or for it's a coin there's two sides Um, you know, accepting a few exotic things, like maybe it lands on edge. But the idea is, is that there's only so many possible things that will happen. And then we can assess what is the probability of any one of those things occurring. And so you can think about, say, quantum mechanics as basically being an observation about the relationship between uh, probability over possibility and time and force. And that shows up Mm. in this deep notion of what is the Planck constant. And then we can look at general relativity, and we can see that the uh, relationship between pattern and space, you know, matter and, and gravitation, is effectively a relationship between, um, you know, again, um, matter and space and forces in time, right? What we think of as gravitation is a force, and, and, and the, the way in which time is wrapped up into space is part of the nature of how general relativity works. So, uh, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm getting into tangents here and I, sh- I should come back. But the idea here is, is that, you know,
0: this <laughs> notion of relationship. Tans- <laughs> Go right? on, just just... carry on with her first. Keep, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm doing my best here to, to keep exactly <laughs> with you because you're covering a lot of ground. But it's very interesting ground and and, and
1: just, well, just let it flow. You've been exploring, you know, how does science and technology, you know, ex- connect to spirituality. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. trying to sort of set up some tools for you to see that. Um mm-hmm. And, and so in, in one sense, we're talking about, you know, the notion of signaling as being the inherent nature. Like if, if you study general relativity deeply, mm-hmm. it's about things like causation and signaling. And, and, if, and if you study. Causation
0: um, and signaling. Can you just yeah, what you, what you exactly what you mean by signaling in that sentence?
1: Well, the speed of light is effectively a description that you can only propagate information through space and time at a particular rate. At speed, yeah. So, in other words, the, the C constant, the, the speed of light constant, is fundamentally yeah. a relationship between, guess what, these three ideas. Yes. Space, time, and this notion of signaling. How fast does information propagate?
0: Okay, so that's what you mean by signaling. Okay, right. Yeah, gotcha.
1: because the speed of light isn't so much about light. It's actually about how fast can information it's causation in isn't it? Is
0: is it, is, Isn't it the speed of causation, essentially?
1: Effectively, yes. Um, causation as seen from an outside point of view i mean like when you go to quantum mechanics you start to see things like entanglement and the relationship between causation and entanglement is a deeply subtle one it has to do with things like the bell theorem and the um, uh, the free will theorem which is actually quite important because it connects back to this notion of uh, the incommensuration theorem i was i was mentioning earlier so in effect when we're when we're looking at you know how does Uh, physics again in terms of these six concepts right so the the notion of time and force ends up being more basic than our way to conceive of both matter and space through the vehicle of general relativity and also more basic than the vehicle of uh, quantum mechanics to understand changes in uh, probability and possibility right so in other words you can think of the um the the, the Schrödinger equation is kind of describing an evolution of the potentiality of state, and so that's a that's a sort of uh, description of the, the the inner nature of the motion of subjectivity. Say that again. That that process is essentially a description of the inner nature of the motion of subjectivity.
0: Say that again in a different way. <laughs> I want to get what you just said then, because I I, I don't think I've got that.
1: I'm basically saying that, you know, the, the way in which we think about choice mm-hmm. and the way in which we think about randomness and the way in which we think about the nature of the arrow of time, right? That there is a here and now, that there's a present moment that is somehow distinct from all other moments, at least in terms of our firsthand experience of it. Um, you know, the, the notion that there, is a, that there is a here, here to our consciousness, is indelibly connected with the notion of what I would call hard randomness as it shows up in things like physics and quantum mechanics. Um, you know, this, this is referring to a lot of different stuff, but, but also that it's connected to, um, again, the, the, the notion of the subjective as self, as consciousness. The notion of time and the notion of randomness as shows up in quantum mechanics are inseparable. They are indelibly connected concepts. And that the the nature Time, of quantum mechanics,
0: randomness, and subjective, subjective, yeah, yeah,
1: are, are are intrinsically deeply connected concepts, and that we can actually treat quantum mechanics. I mean, again, there's a lot of people who have taken this into the woo direction, but there is actually something there. There's a reason why so many people have had an intuition about this. There's a there is a genuineness to the notion that there is something philosophically important about that.
0: Yeah, and so in so-
1: effect. Yeah. So go on. Finish. Well, I, I, I guess you could say that that, that in a large respect, again, you were asking about, you know, what is the, the things that I've been exploring.
0: Yeah.
1: Part of my exploration is is effectively to really understand the relationships between these theories and how they inform ourselves in terms of things like evolutionary process or uh, social process or cultural dynamics that effectively have an impact on our ecosystem. So so in effect, there's a there's a there's a deep connection between um, as I'm saying, the notion of time, which you've observed and the notion of being real, the notion of knowing that there is realness.
0: so so where I where i I find myself um, resonating with what i'm what I understand of what you're saying is that and and an idea which is very fundamental on the stuff I'm working right now right now is that it is the idea that, a fun, Well, a thought which occurred to me, which is a clarification of something I've been exploring for a long time. I just did a lecture for the Science Medical Network and afterwards it occurred to me. What I wanted to say really, and I hadn't said it in the lecture, was that, that, that science had already given us the concepts that we can bring science and spirituality together. And the four that came to mind was evolution, emergence, um, information and relationality. And that, that, what you're touching on a lot here, is that relationality, and and I see that in time as relational, spaces, as relational, energy well, actually, as actually,
1: It's all four of those. It's, yeah. It's, it's, so, so in effect, you know, I think that there's there's a certain way in which you're on the right track, but you know, in effect, you can kind of see my work as being uh, underneath that. So, in other words, to me, those four things are essentially uh, epiphenomena of an even deeper construct that 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 actually infuses and informs those with meaningfulness. Okay. So, so metaphysics ultimately is, is as I said, a, a kind of exploration of the relationship between the subject and the object, between yeah. one's personal self as an embodied being and the universe that we find ourselves in as a, as a, as a, as a reality, as a creation. And that, in effect, what we're, what we're looking at is how do these deep concepts provide a rich source of meaningfulness, uh, a, a way in which that the things that we assume as concepts, like, for instance, you take the scientific method. Uh, you know, you, you have a hypothesis, you make some observations and you compare the observations with the hypothesis. I mean, vaguely stated and, and, and kind of broadly, uh, you know, people can get into the particulars of that. But the idea here is, is that somewhere there's a connection between self and reality in that process. There's a connection between mm-hmm. um, you know, how I am internally and how the world is externally. And I'm going through this observational process. We can call it an epistemic process. How do I know something? what does it mean to know anything at all this mm-hmm. is part of the reason why it's connected to metaphysics in the first place cuz those are the two great questions what is and how do we know
0: so 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 uh, okay this is a great opportunity okay so and your response to those two questions in in well, essence my, my, is one
1: my, my my response to that so for instance those two questions they have names so the first one uh, what is is called the question of ontology mhm and the second one, how do we know, is called the question of epistemology. Epistemology, right? so, yeah. So, so these things. So in my work, what, what I've basically done is I've basically have, have shown that there's a way to understand both of these questions and those concepts themselves in a kind of larger and more inclusive dynamic that is even deeper than that.
0: Okay, so take me there.
1: Well, that's what, what, what the is axioms it and the modalities are. What is it to are. do
0: that? So, say again?
1: Well, that's what the axioms and the modalities are.
0: Okay. So, so take, so, so use those axioms and I'm not so clear on the modalities, but to, to take, take one of those. So let's take what exists. Let's take ontology. What, what's your response? You know, I I have a narrative, which I can, well, first
1: I would switch, I would go from what exists to the notion of notion, noticing that we need to interact with something to establish that exists and that interaction and relationship is therefore the thing we're actually asking about. Okay. Interaction and relationship is real. Yes. The choice, change, and causation are real. And that's a triple, right? The notion of choice, change, and causation.
0: How did you get to those three?
1: Well, I just went directly there because you were asking me to skip ahead. Okay.
0: Bless you. All right. So, but but I'm going from the the question of ontology, and then you've gone, that must be a relationship. I'm completely with you there. Right. And I'm saying that that we can understand that
1: relationship in terms of of these triples
0: yeah okay so then what's your answer to what exists like you know this 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 series you know what is life what is existence what is your as a philosopher what's your response to that
1: there's there's beingness yeah right and then from that emerges existence and creation
0: okay and what's the what's what does existence mean for you and what does creation mean for you
1: well, okay, you, you, you okay. <laughs> Let me back up just a second because I, I want to. Okay, um, this, this is easy. It's really easy, but it's it's okay. it's, it's it's like we we want to come in from the right direction, so that, that okay. it's felt as easy. Okay. Um. So, in Good. a sense, like uh, the one of the great uh, philosophers, uh, Douglas Adams. Oh. Uh He you know he wrote oh. these, these wonderful. One of my books. great
0: heroes. Yeah,
1: I know. I love him. Anyways, um, uh, one one of his uh, one of his observations was to say, you know. To actually ask that question that you're asking, right? What what yeah. is uh, what is the life, the universe, everything? What is what does this all mean? You know, yeah. <laughs> um, and then he, he has this sort of joke, you know, forty two, right? And then they spend the rest of the time sort of trying to come up with the notion of what the hell was the question, right? Yeah. Um, so so yeah. in this sense, I, I guess you could say that I'm I'm focusing on the nature of the question. Okay. OK, so I'm asking, you know, when you ask what exists, the first thing I do is I say, well, let's let's consider the nature of the question. What are we really asking? Well, we're really asking what is the nature of relationship and what is the nature of the connection between the notion of real and the notion of relationship? I'm basically saying that that notion is one of identity, that there is no realness that is not a relationship and there's no relationship that is not real. There's but to no claim realness that is which to make a is not a
0: relationship plan. and there's no relationship which is not real.
1: Right. And, but to okay. make that is a different claim than to say that something exists. If I, if I move it into the realm of existence, yeah. then I now have to include another concept implicitly of this sort of container with which respect to the notion of existence can be defined. If I'm talking about relationship, I don't have to specify the container in which that relationship happens. It's implied already in the notion of relationship. But if I move to the notion of existence, then I need to, in a sense, include the notion of container explicitly. And we notice this when we think about, say, the universe as a totality. Like Mm -hmm. most of the time in philosophy, there is this idea that universe is a container in which there's a bunch of stuff, galaxies and planets and stars and all that sort of thing. And when we basically... Uh, use that kind of notion we're basically saying there's this stuff and it interacts with one another and uh, somehow all of this came into being in this thing called the big bang which is the moment of creation and this stuff has just more or less been banging into one another ever since and i'm basically saying well that's one way to think about it but if we Mm -hmm. step back just a little bit and we think about what is the notion of universe as a concept Mm -hmm. well really it's a it's a composition it's a composition of three other concepts the notion of creation the notion of existence and the notion of interaction and then why, if I why does it have
0: here, to why does it have to involve the notion of creation
1: well because to consider the universe i need to consider all three of those things so if i don't actually understand anything about how it came to be i don't understand all that needs to be known about this notion of universe
0: maybe it didn't come to be
1: well how did it all get here then i mean that could be asked a question may, if we're going to maybe, take time as fundamental then I, have I mean, to well,
0: personally, I, I do think this universe came to be, but I don't see it as inherently, I don't f- see that theory as inherently in the concept, because...
1: Well, I'm not advocating for the concept of lots the Big of, Bang.
0: Lots of people have, you know, through history have believed that the, you know, we live in an eternal universe. and that uh,
1: Agreed. Is, so that's, that's why I was saying, it, it, it isn't necessary for me in this moment to advocate for a particular perspective yeah. of how we came to being. So, like so why is creation
0: inherent in the concept of universe?
1: Because in that particular sense, it connects back to how choice, how emergence, how randomness, or any of these kinds of things. Like, for instance, if there's no becoming, then the question can be asked: Well, how did you end up isness without becoming? Like, if there's a if if we're looking at uh, do, be, and become as a triple, yeah, to so understand doing. I need to understand becoming, to understand being, I need to understand doing and to understand becoming, I need to understand being. And it makes a circle is a loop.
0: Take, take me back to the universe okay. um, because I'm going to get lost. So, 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 so you were saying, look, to understand, this is where I've got to, there is, I, I'm going, okay, follow that into one question with your method. And we've chosen the ontological question. And then you've gone, okay, actually, what is that question? Let's find out what the question is. And yeah. the question is about a relationship. Right. And then you've gone, as an example, let's take the idea of the, the universe. And then you said it was three concepts. And I, I've questioned whether one of them is inherent in it. And, and, and that's where, we're, that's, can we pick up there?
1: Okay. So effectively, there's an axiom three statement that the notion of existence interaction and creation or more popularly creation existence and interaction the ordering and the sequence is important but it doesn't matter right now it's just that the idea of where did the interacting things come from if we presume that thingness happens before interactiveness Uh, okay so so, so what you're really
0: you're talking about origin or or time essentially not not, not necessarily creation but but the fact that something's come from somewhere else
1: yeah, I'm, I'm invoking it passively, right? Okay. And, I, and I'm doing it passively because uh, ultimately, as you're pointing out, that, that it isn't really yet about the relationships of dependency between these concepts, or the relationship of fundamentalness between these concepts. We're just asserting at this point a kind of association. When we get to axiom one, we can start to look at relationships of dependency or relationships of fundamentalness. And then when we get to axiom two, we could start to talk about relationships of cycle or actual process. So in effect, we need to move back and forth between theoretical conceptions and embodied practical uh, firsthand realizations. Like at this moment, you and I are in communication. I'm uh, attempting to convey something that I've experienced uh, so that you get the opportunity to experience that. So in effect, we're yeah. using language uh, as, a, as a means to convey ideas. Yeah. somewhere along that way there's an emergence there's a there's a new uh, idea that that did that, that you did you notice it's in one sense it's always been there but in another sense you discover it so for example uh, 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 cool. we, we can ask again one of these deep questions is is reality something which we just observe and discover or is it something that in the process of observing it we create mm-hmm and these are these are. This goes all the way back to the notion of realism and idealism.
0: Okay, you know? so that bit I completely get. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. That I completely get. That, that we are not creating it in that woo woo um, kind of um, what the bleep
1: way. But but it create. It's also c- not the case that it's that it's that it was all there, and that perception is entirely passive.
0: No, it's not. I I think we are we are that that what's rising is the interaction of. The subject exactly the object, always exactly. and that goes right the way back through the evolutionary process to the very beginning exactly that, 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 well, that, that's always I, the two meeting
1: I, I would be a little careful about using and, and, and daniel also pointed this out and, and i i know he's doing it for similar reasons um the use of the term evolution is also a technical concept and so for instance in one sense i can definitely support how you're thinking about this but in another sense i'm coming at it from a more pedantic position so okay i'm going to leave that as side, but that might be something you okay. might want to bookmark Um, in effect to, to, to come back to the question that you're asking, which is how did these concepts show up and
0: go, go, go for the, keep relating it back to the basic ontological question, because that's a good one to focus on.
1: Exactly. Well, that's why I went into the notion of universe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're asking what exists and I've still, I've got as far as it's a relationship and I'm completely with you there. And then I, I need more.
1: Well, I'm I'm trying to create an example. So, for instance, if if we were to say the universe exists. Yes. Okay. So um, now I'm basically trying to uh, substantiate how do we understand the meaning of the question. Okay. And part of that is, again, I'm, I'm just developing a kind of conceptual infrastructure. So on one hand, we can look at the universe as being a container that's got stuff in it. And we can say, well... How do we know any of this stuff exists? And then we can ask, well, how did the container come to exist? And what does it mean to say that the container even exists? Okay, that's one line of questioning, and that goes in a particular direction. But that's not the line that I took. Instead, I basically made the observation, well, the concept of universe and the concept of existence, right, of matter, is... Um, they, they don't just occur by themselves, it's not enough. I need to think about the concept of interaction because if I'm thinking about what is real rather than what exists, then I can come to the notion of, of recognizing that to ask what is real is actually a different question. Um, okay, so I, I, we I, went I, into I, that I, a little bit.
0: Yeah, a little, I, I think I, I distinguish what is real from what exists as well, but I may be doing it in a different way. So, and, and so be... at this
1: moment, let's just park that and, and just yeah. say that for my own part, I also made that distinction. Okay. And, and whether we made it in the same way or not, it, it, we, we can let that go and come back to that. But the okay. idea is, is that we can then say, okay, well, if it is about the reality of it, um, then I'm going to be exploring it in a different way than if I'm exploring it as what is the existence of it. So it, as a result, there are certain implications. One of them was is that I had to also include the concept of creation, that I couldn't think about the notion of universe without thinking about three concepts, creation, existence, and interaction.
0: You couldn't think about the notion of universe without the idea of. So I'm still. I I I can see the interaction bit very very easily. That's easy for me to see. Creation. Are you simply talking about the nature of that one thing comes from another? Is that what you mean by creation, or do you mean literally the creation of something?
1: Both. I don't see.
0: I don't see that at all. I don't follow that at all. I don't see why.
1: I, I can't invoke the concept of either pure process yeah as in there's no emergence yeah or the process of creation from nothing nihilo, yeah. right neither of those are correct in the same way that um neither perfected realism nor perfected idealism are correct and it's actually for the same sort of reasons
0: and what is that reason
1: well, that it's something else. It's something between those two concepts. It's, it's, it, there's, there's some amount of emergence, but you can't account for the emergence in terms of purely theoretical constructs, and, and, and in effect, there's a, there's, a, uh, there's a sense that you can't have creation from nothing, because even then, not only can you not account for it on theoretical constructs, but you can't experience that as a first-person perspective either that's definitely so, true. <laughs>
0: right
1: so 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 in effect what we're, we're saying here is is that if we're going to say well how do we know something right how do we know anything about process well one of the things that's been an observation at this point i'll treat it as an observation but it but it turns out to have some some really very strong ways of thinking about it that connect quite powerfully but the idea here is is that <clears throat> at this moment um I mean, we could go further into talking about creation as a concept. I'm just trying to essentially assert that regardless. I,
0: I, I, I'm, where I'm stuck, Forrest, uh-huh. is I've got this idea, you've got the triplicate, and then you've very nicely given me an example, a good example, because we're looking at the universe, which is a pretty good thing to look at if you're talking about ontology. And then you've said it requires these three things. So, so we've got the the, the, the relationship and, what was the, and creation. I don't get creation. And what was the third one?
1: existence
0: existence okay and and existence i think i get that depending on what you mean by the word but i, I think that's fair enough so but i'm trying to see how these fit together
1: we haven't gotten
0: why, there yet why they fit together and 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 the whole creation thing i is we haven't gotten to that. i'm completely stymied as to why that's
1: okay we it, have to it,
0: talk it, about creation when we think about the universe necessarily well, I, I i realize we might do but i don't see any necessity in it
1: well, here's the thing, I can really only answer one question at a time.
0: That's true. So, <laughs> that's that's linear time for you, mate.
1: Um, but 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 to answer the question that you're asking me now about creation, I have to actually build the infrastructure to be able to address that and we don't okay. have it yet. Okay, right? so, okay. Because okay. we're still we're still talking about how do we understand how these concepts show up? Okay. Um uh so so at the moment I I can just basically assert the same sort of way that uh, if I'm going to think about relationship I can think about things and i can think about the domain the container okay right and and we could treat that as the triple if if we wanted to so for instance i could instead of talking about the universe i could talk about domains yeah and a domain is sort of like just this uh like a a a subject of study right or uh you know a world of activity like the marketplace Yep. And that uh, in that marketplace, there are things like, you know, yep. dollars and cars and so on uh, as abstractions that I can have transactions about. and The transactions represent relationships.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm with you. That's very clear.
1: Okay. Um, and, and that if we really want to understand the relationships between these concepts, right, because like you said, you wanted to explore what, what is creation, then to some extent, uh, I need to understand uh, how that concept can be understood in terms of these other concepts. So if I want to understand, say, uh, you know, money as a concept, right, there are going to be other things that I need to understand in order to do that. So, for instance, well, there may be a digression. Let's stick with the domain concept. The distinct, inseparable, non-interchangeable piece was the first part. Then we can basically say that relationship as a concept is more fundamental than both the things and the container. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we we alluded to that earlier.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, That would be the axiom one position. So now we're starting to develop a theory of which concepts are more basic than which other concepts. But then we can start to consider ourselves as considering these concepts. What is the process by which we understand these concepts or what is the process by which we understand understanding itself? Right. What is the epistemic process? OK, so this is now all of a sudden we're we're, we're starting to, to notice that we can't go uh, into the notion of ontology. What is without also considering the notion of how do we know what is.
0: OK, yeah, yeah, that's, that, I get that completely.
1: So axiom two is the space that we're now sort of moving into. So we've we started with axiom three. We transition to axiom one, and then we're starting to think about process rather than just theory. What is the practice? What is the embodied practice by which we communicate ideas or uh, reach understanding? What is what is the nature of the communicative process, and what transformations does that create? What is the becoming that emerges out of the communicative process? Okay. So, you, so, so in effect, when you're asking me something like... Um, what exists. Now I can start to say things like communication exists, process exists, but I can only really do that by kind of conflating the notion of exists and real. It's actually the case that communication is real, that our conversation in this moment, at least I have I'm having an experience of something. I mean, I'm I'm looking at a screen. I see, you know, a, a, a beautiful man and, and 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 I'm hearing your thoughts and and I'm experiencing this as a as a manifestation of another consciousness. I am I'm, I'm essentially uh, responding as a being to a being. Yep. And so in, in that sense, although I don't necessarily know all the details of how the computer screen works and so on. Uh, although actually, as a technologist, I have a pretty good background in a lot of this. But the, the, the fact is, is that there is something happening, and yeah. that that something has a re- reality that is intrinsic. It's in, it's indelible. I might yeah. not necessarily have been able to predict where it came from. I sorry, like predict the future. I can't I can't tell you describe all of the things that have come to be uh, before this being of this moment, and I can't necessarily predict for you all of the things that will come from this conversation. But I can at least say that the here and now is real.
0: So I, I, I think what we've got to, which I really actually quite like, but it's kind of I love it because it's obviousness. It sounds like we're say you're saying something exists, and that's quite that is something. I mean, like that's kind of like like a bit like Descartes in a way. But the 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 the, the fact that we're doing this means that there's there's something.
1: Well, I'm, I'm the axioms and the modalities are essentially an observation of the deep the deep pattern. So deep, okay. So, there's a, there's a, there's a, like a.
0: So, the pattern is the, is I've got the relationship part of the pattern, but for uh some reason, when I, when you step out from that, I don't, I'm I'm not finding I'm left with anything.
1: Well, there's a lot more architecture and infrastructure. So, and and unfortunately, it takes time. I mean, you know, the the book, the book, uh, so. You know, quite honestly, <laughs> I never expected that book to be read or recognized by literally anybody in my lifetime. I, I was thinking it might become relevant to a civilization process a few hundred years from now. Uh, I, I, did, I didn't think this world would be ready for it for quite some time. Um, but you know, because of Daniel and 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 some others, uh, it has now all of a sudden started to 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 come into um, some recognition, and 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 people are starting to ask questions. This is how this conversation came about. And, and so in, in, in a certain sense, you know I, I was really thinking that the, uh, that these abstractions, I mean for, for a number of reasons, I presented that book in a, in a context I mean, it was meant to be presented in a kind of collaborative community context, like that there would be a whole series of, of, of conversations very much like this one that emerge over right. time and, and, and can, right. can develop these ideas so that they're relatable. Um, the book itself is, is is a bit you can think of it as like a, a handbook that goes with a whole series of, of, of teachings. It's, it's, it's meant to be embodied in a culture. And, 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 and so people are encountering it by itself right now, and of course it's impossibly difficult because <laughs> there's, there is, as you just said, there's no easy way to relate to it. So, so, not so without this context.
0: So, so if we go back to the fundamental question that we've honed in on, that mm-hmm. what exists? Again, so given the things that you've been exploring, I mean, uh, uh, th- your response to the question, process what exists? Is real. Is process is real? Yep. Yep.
1: Okay. And that the notion of existence emerges out of process.
0: Uh, okay. 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 All right. Let's home in on that. Process is real. And the notion of existence. So because how you, like, are you going to have to define real and, Existence for me, according to how you see those words.
1: And, and technically, I should define objectivity too, but because that's <laughs> also part of the same triple, right? But yeah. Okay. Um, okay so, uh, just in a, in a very classic sense, so let's just imagine, for example, or I, I have, I'm, I'm just going to declare, I have an imaginary friend. He's named Fred. And um, he's tall and he's got red hair and he has, uh, uh, you know, he's, he's holding a pencil. Okay. Um. In what way would anyone else know that Fred exists? Well, they'd have to measure something. They'd have to interact with him, right? So, in other words, uh, you know, take a photograph and 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 see see Fred, um, or reach out and touch him if you happen to be in the same room, um, or maybe you know he he wrote something on a piece of paper and you can show me the paper and say you know Fred wrote this. But one way or another, there's an interaction. There's some sort of process that is connected, the process of your being and the process of his being, and that in that connection, we can know that Fred exists. Okay. Right? So so in the sense, we we can pretty much observe that, that even in physics, for example, um, things exist to the degree that they're observable, to the degree that they have properties. If they don't have any properties at all, if they're not measurable, if they're not observable, then we go back to the sort of Popperian sense of, Well, there's no falsifiability, we can't say that it's true or false, and therefore there's no difference between those concepts in this case. So, in in a certain sense, the notion of existence therefore depends upon the notion of at least having the potential to interact with it.
0: Okay, okay, yep, 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 I've got that. All right, so what exists, process exists, and existence arises from process. Is that right?
1: In a general way, yeah. I mean, that would be again uh, a fairly prosaic way of putting it. And and, and again, from my world, you know, uh, people will tell you that you know I'm impossible to understand and that you know I'm very difficult and so on. But um, you know, the, the thing is, is that it, it's actually quite ironic because in a lot of ways, these concepts are truly part of everybody's experience. They're, they're okay. part of the here and now of everybody's lives. Yep. And so, in one sense, people have an intuition about these things. There's a there's a deep sense in which people already know what I'm telling them. But if we're going to get it to the point where we can hold these concepts with precision and we can really say, you know, with enough clarity.
0: So so uh, so are you saying, Forrest, that the answer to the question, what is existence? What is life? You know, what what what's the life universe and everything? That the answers that you're drawn to is actually a concept. Exists. That's what exists is the concept no, of the process concept of
1: real I, I, so, so 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 in other words i don't spend do you understand, what I'm,
0: do you, do you understand what I'm asking there because it, it sounds to me like you're you're answering it by pointing to not just concepts about something that's that exists but actually right. the concepts themselves as being the fundamental things yes is that, is that what you're saying
1: yeah at, at, a, at a certain point i'm basically pointing out that the notion of ontology what is and the notion of epistemology how do we know yeah. Have the same ground.
0: Yes, they are, definitely. in
1: fact, part of the same pattern. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah. And, and so, in effect, if, you, if you're asking, you know, a little bit about what the core of my work is, well, the core of my work is is literally a description. It's a it's a kind of a presentation in the language, which we both know as English of that pattern.
0: OK, so 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 those are the, I can see the relationship between those two. Are they part of a triplicate for you as well?
1: Yes, they that, are.
0: And what's the third one? objectivity okay so it's the how does that work so you've got epistemology ontology and objectivity that seems a very different thing Yeah,
1: the scientific method uh the way i was describing it earlier uh related the self and the ground of truth or the world right but there's actually a third piece which uh almost never gets mentioned in the literature which is that at some point or another scientists talk to one another and that the part of the scientific method is, is that people repeat the experiment and they come to share their results with one another and that through this process, the community of scientists begins to to believe that it has some knowledge of the world. Right. So this yeah. is what we call the body of knowledge that is science. Um, but in effect, the epistemic process isn't just the questions I ask and the experiments I perform—it's to some extent things like peer review and the kinds sure. of processes by which we compare notes, as we are doing right now. Yeah. You—you you have, uh, you know, as 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 I've come to know uh, a little bit as I get to know you, um, been in these explorations for some time, and at this point we're comparing notes. Yeah. Um, in in effect, uh, we're comparing notes from slightly different positions. You know, mm-hmm. I've had a chance and the opportunity to explore uh, certain questions for the majority of my life. And so in a sense, I'm, I'm kind of reporting from the field. I'm basically saying, wow, you know, I've had all these experiences. I've learned all this stuff. And, and, and now I'm communicating it to, uh, to community. I'm communicating it to culture. I'm connecting it back to the social. yeah. Um, so that hopefully the culture has a chance to endure because uh, as Daniel may have alluded to and, and certainly has in a number of other his works, uh, there are some real concerns and that in a sense... Uh, some of this material is now being used to go beyond just spirituality, and to think about community process. Like, how do we understand value? How do we understand the relationship between meaning, so, value, and purpose?
0: So, so maybe that's a good direction. Maybe, maybe, maybe you know, towards the the this the, you know the, this last bit of our conversation. Maybe focus in on that for us about the about how the thing that you're exploring in this more abstract realm then becomes embodied in value and community and in the, the real world problems that we face as human beings.
1: Well, this closes the loop because this is about what objectivity is, right? So, for instance, okay. I can make an abstract assertion that something exists. Yeah. Then I can sort of now compare notes and then we can say we're both seeing something that is real. Yep. And that the degree to which we believe that it is real is what we mean by there's an object there. There's an objectivity there. It transcends just the subjective. Yeah, it, More it's specifically, intersubjective. It, it becomes intersubjective. It transcends my personal subjective and becomes yeah. our collective subjective. Yeah. And so, in effect, there's a there's a sense here by which when we're when we're thinking about community process and we're we're really trying to understand. And again, this is where I think your work about uh, you know recognizing evolution as being important uh, is that you know to to a large extent, at least as I've experienced it, that you know we don't really understand the human condition well, and we need to right we really deeply need to and that that, that, that that recognizing ourselves as embodied beings you know we need that as a ground both uh, individually and collectively to be able to hold some of these concepts and also to be able to hold um as has been uh quoted any number of places uh is is you know we have at this point divine powers right? Technology has, you know, like you, you yeah. think about, uh, you go back to Greek, for example, and, oh, and, and yeah. you have Zeus, right? Zeus yeah. could throw lightning bolts, right? I mean, that's <laughs> a really big deal. I mean, you think about yeah. that. It's like awesome, right? But then you have well, nuclear weapons and, you know, as a side effect, as, a, as an ephemeral, you know, kind of incidental thing, there's like 100 lightning bolts and like actual electrical lightning bolts. I mean, if you look at uh, closely at photographs of, of of this sort of stuff and, and, and so on, and if you know what you're looking for, you can you can see genuine discharges, right? That
0: That's a, this, this a, a phenomenal example. Yeah? Comparing that to Zeus is a marvelous example of what's happening. Well, this
1: happened. is my point is that, you know, to some extent we are. We are dealing with this enormous thing in philosophy called the ethical gap, right? How our capacities in the world, um, you know, you, you look at the relationship between science, uh, spirituality and, 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 and science and in governance, it shows up as a di- disconnect between uh, religious thinking as a value system and uh, governance thinking as a kind of community choice making. And that somewhere along the way, our values have to inform our choices. What is our basis of choice? Mm. but in the sense that our technology has become so exquisitely strong and so powerful and is now literally damaging the substrate upon which our very lives depend that it is incredibly important that we be very discerning and very actually wise about the choices we make and the basis from which those choices come Mm -hmm. and so in effect there's a there's a need for us to ground ethics which is The principles of effective choice, with the same level of clarity and precision and distinctness, the accuracy necessary to make the choices that are needed in the world to be able to hold such awesome powers rightly.
0: And how how do you think we do that?
1: Well, there's some reflection here. We need to close the ethical gap. We need to actually become divine. We, we we need to, in a sense, recognize that 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 we 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 move beyond a, a kind of narcissistic uh, uh, nihilism, and 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 create much more embodied notions of what uh, as as you, you to move from as I think you said at one point jealous gods to compassionate ones.
0: That, that that's become, a really interesting thought, and 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 I've never quite seen it that clearly. Because of your example of Zeus, um. The vision I just had, had then, which is, like I said, is not one I've had this clearly, was that was like, oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Because you said we need to become divine, and then we, if I look at what that concept of what divine has been, then you do end up, you know, you go back and you've got Zeus and you've got a whole mad well, yeah. family of I mean, gods. I mean,
1: this is this is going to be somewhat heretical to say, but to if any, you if you apply DSM five criteria or now DSM six criteria to all of the divinities, most of them come out as paranoid delusional narcissists i mean exactly you know it's it's you know with with, with too
0: much power
1: well and I, the, at, the technology's to, here
0: so right? but but what's so interesting about that is that, that you can actually see the concept of the divine coming through so the, certainly by the time you reach uh, certain forms of gnosticism and christianity and things like that you get this for the for the one of but the there are better
1: time. visions right it's, you, it's you get a beneficent
0: bad. loving exactly deity and right. so are you saying what the, the the point which is intriguing me here is, are we at the level of is our divinity at the level of the ancient gods right now, and we need to move it up a gear to the. Agape we need to move area. it up.
1: Yeah, we need to move it up. The, and and, and, so and we're divine, mind, but we in
0: the wrong. We're divine, but not in the mature way that we need to be divine. That's correct. We have power without the love, without the wisdom.
1: That's right, but there. But fortunately, there are some models, and, and you've you've gone really back like to perennial things, and and Daniel also. I mean, he he referred to. Uh, some concepts of hindu mysticism there's a lot of stuff in buddhism Hmm. Um, you know i'm pointing to eastern things a little bit here but it isn't just that right there there are some western traditions they're just not at all well known Um, and and so in effect there's a uh, there's there's a there's a sense here at which really like for instance with christianity there's a recognition that spiritual process can actually be beneficent, that religions can be beneficent. They have, obviously, there's been all sorts of wars and huge trauma in so many people's lives, and that's a lesser manifestation of what religion can be. And so, in effect, what we're what we're needing to become, we're actually, as a species, forced to get better at. It's either get better at this or we're doomed. I mean, it's really that simple. The, the point is, is that, in effect, We not only need to be wise, but we need to be wise with precision, with ethical clarity.
0: So, how does your how does your insight that we've been exploring affect that? that? Okay,
1: sorry. (laughs) Well, I was I was on the right. I was on on the right thing at least. Yeah, Yeah. So, so for instance, what, what I've observed is is that you know if you look at science and technology, it's really really good about talking about causality, and for the most part, it tries to wrap up the notion of change into causality. But if we're really going to understand the notion of real. We actually need a ground for the notion of choice because if we're thinking about ethics and we're thinking about ethics as being the principles of good choice, not just individually, but collectively, we need to ground the notion of choice in something that is actual, something that is meaningful. And we need to show that the notion of meaningfulness is actually itself grounded. It's not just about purpose. It's not just about what can we do, but it's about why are we doing it and what does that mean? So in effect, what I've done is is I've created a series of concepts, a series of architectures that allow for the emergence of those concepts to be recognized as grounded at a level of truth that is at least as deep as everything we know about science and technology and more. Much more. So there's a kind of uh, almost beyond the perennialness of this. This is touching the very ground of being itself. And so if we can connect our choices back to those, uh, I, I would call them deep spiritual truths, but even that itself is transcended, then it is for sure the case that we as a species can make wiser choices. really, really needed, really profoundly needed. And so, in effect, the reason that I'm here and the why I'm doing all the stuff that I do and all of the trials of that is that I know that that matters. I cannot not know that that matters. And so, in effect, what I'm essentially attempting to do is to provide the capacities, the uh, conceptual infrastructure that would allow for not just the maturity but the wisdom and that wisdom to be held at a level of depth that is commensurate with the powers and the capacities that science and technology have given us because they can sure as hell tell us a whole lot about what we can do but they don't tell us anything about why we should do it. And so, in effect, we desperately need to have clarity about the why and the what and the how, yeah. and incidentally about the who, the when, and the where. <laughs> so, you know, and and, and oh. so, in effect, this is this is you know part of the reason why I have been focused so deeply on the concepts that I've been focused on. And again, it, you know, if it wasn't for Daniel, none of this would have come to light uh, at all. You know, for probably a hundred years, but I've since learned in the research that I, am I and that was, you know, that book was written in the nineties. Right. So I didn't know. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's been around a while. All of these things that I've been developing have been around a while. Um, and it's, it's only again, you know, these are, these are seeds. They were, they were uh, conceived of as, because again, you know, I I, I, I just, it, it seemed to me that this world wouldn't be ready for this for a long, long time. And I didn't expect to have anybody notice, but <laughs> now that it has come out i'm finding that i have to uh i have to protect the seed i have to protect the sapling that is now grown much much sooner than i expected it to and hopefully it will uh, it will come to light that it is actually possible for a species to make wise choices and to be a true citizen of the universe
0: well on that and that's such a beautiful thought it feels like and that was such a powerful moment when you when you you you, you allowed me into the, the the vulnerability of your passion for this which i'm is something i deeply respect Thank you. and somebody can do that uh, and that it is, exists at all and then even more so when it's shown um uh that, this feels like the perfect place to sort of draw this experience that we've been having together um to some sort of conclusion um obviously for us, if you know, send me, um, if for people that want to find out more about your work, I'll stick a, a link with um, this. Uh, I'm video. mostly
1: publishing on mflb.com and uvsm.com, um, four letters. S- send,
0: me, send me the links that people can use. Send me a little bit about yourself that I can put people that we haven't discussed today. And, um, uh,
1: I, I've, and I've, I've had other people write about themselves in ways that would be, I, I've just... I, I, it probably, yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can put something together that is... Or, or, or really from,
0: a, from a website or something. I, I know what it's like. It
1: would like. feel redundant to me. I, 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 well, I we
0: don't need to put, we really don't need to put any of that, really, to be honest with you. I, I, it always I'll makes it me again. laugh. It's always, it's, it's always kind of that stuff that publishers put on the back of books, which always makes you cringe, really. Yeah. Um, because what's been so lovely, and this, this is what I want to say, what's been so lovely about the experience of being with you is being with you. Um, and I think it's that which... That I see in 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 how you're approaching this, that I do really relate to, because I'm always struggling as much as possible. I think you picked up on it right from the start
1: to well, I, just find that authenticity to connect. I'm definitely glad to see some of this be celebrated. Uh, you know there was there was a lot of uh, celebration of the clarity and the insights uh, in 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 the Daniel video. Um, and I'm again, I'm hoping that uh, some of that uh, expands that it that it that it encourages uh, in, in appropriate ways
0: and and send me an address and i'll send you a book with pleasure that would be delightful Um, okay and uh uh it's it's great to be connected and thank you for making the time to 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 take me through as much as i could could in one session um what you've been exploring and uh i'm so pleased you have so good for you how wonderful
1: all right well many blessings and uh, and to you my friend chat chat again
0: yeah god bless you all right